0: Thank you. been dealing with people talking to me about brad marchand and his licking yeah i
1: guess all i'll say about it briefly is that to be as comically outplayed and outcoached as they have been they being the bruins pronouns uh the licking is starting to become embarrassing and it's starting to look stupid and I don't know if it's just this is how I'm dealing with them being wiped off the planet in this playoff series against Tampa. I just want it to be over now. And uh, I just, I'm sick of seeing Brad Marchand lick people. It's stupid. It's childish. It's infantile. It's weird. And if he's not careful, they're going to punish him. And I just, it's just looks, it's a bad look. It's a stupid look. Stop doing it stop.
0: It is. It has nothing to do with his, like, I was just thinking about this yesterday. His, when we talk about Brad Marchand's legacy, this is going to be His topic. legacy
1: is creating a punishment so people don't lick each other. It's this the stupidest rid- thing on the planet. Ridiculous.
0: I hate it. He's I an all-star it. player. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's, uh, he's an aggravator like no one else. But is yeah. the licking necessary?
1: No, and that's the that's the frustration with Marchand is that he doesn't need to do it. He's just being an idiot, and it's a, a stupid look. And, and I and I just I keep coming back to there's a very good chance that at the end of this evening they are going to be home for the summer, and yeah, the look you're going to remember is him licking Ryan Callahan, which is just dumb. I hate it. I I can't say enough how much I hate it, and I'm just ready for this to be over at this point because. Not only have they been out coached and out played, the games themselves have sucked.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: They are horribly officiated, and um, the games themselves have not been good. Uh, the The Toronto series aesthetically was a much better series, and I know I'm saying that. Agreed. For a guy whose team won the Toronto series four to three, but I got to tell you, I've seen every game they played against Tampa in those playoffs. Even the games they won, they the games have sucked. They're terrible to watch. And when you watch the Vegas-San Jose series, when you watch Nashville and the Y2 Jets, uh, I have avoided the Washington-Pittsburgh series because, frankly, both teams could be hit by a meteor, and I would not be disappointed. I can't stand either team. I don't care who wins that series. Um, When I have seen the other series around in hockey, those games are so much better to watch. Than the Bruins Tampa. That series
0: is terrible. I think the Nashville Winnipeg series is my favorite of the of the bunch. Yeah, it's
1: that's the most competitive, certainly.
0: That's the most interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care who wins Pittsburgh, no. Washington. Uh no, again. I think I Vegas hate both teams. is Vegas is a great story. Vegas is sure. my
1: backup team. My parents instilled in me before the Boston sports renaissance. That if I was going to be a sports fan, I needed to come up with a secondary team in each sport (laughs) to root for. And they didn't care if it was a permanent one or some sort of rotating basis. So I have adopted Vegas as my backup hockey team. Uh, I just, I love the idea of a hockey team in Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas for the first time last summer and I loved it. I actually went by the arena. Uh, T-Mobile, which is right on the strip near the MGM Grand, and uh, they were just getting ready for the season to start. Uh, they were going to have a grand opening of their team store and all that. So, uh, I really like. Uh, I think Vegas is a great story. Obviously, expansion team in their first season. Um, I like their coach. I, just, I like the whole. I like the whole story. I, I, I'm rooting for Vegas uh, unabashedly in uh, in the hockey playoffs cuz I don't think the Bruins are making it. I don't think the Bruins win today. Even if they do, I don't like I don't their chances so. winning 3 straight games, two in Tampa. That not what what not the way they've been playing and what we've seen. So my backup team is Vegas. Uh,
0: go Vegas. Go Golden Knights. I would love to see Vegas win. My backup is Winnipeg. They have just been so exciting. With the Y2 Jets? Yeah that fan base just they deserve it well it's a Canadian fan base so they're rabid
1: well they're, it's the only thing they have it really is <laughs> if you've ever known or anything about Winnipeg it's not like a thriving metropolis I should also say for the benefit of people we'll listening I'm call, the Winnipeg hockey team is called the Winnipeg Jets I'm calling them the Y2 Jets because arguably one of their most famous residents is the great professional wrestler Chris Jericho also sometimes called Y2J. So the Instagram hashtag, the Twitter hashtag that people have been using for Winnipeg in hockey has been the Y2Jets because Chris Jericho has kind of become their celebrity fan. As well, he should. He's probably the most famous, at least right now, he's probably the most famous person to ever come out of Winnipeg. So that is why I'm calling them the Y2Jets. As Sean is aware, and I'm sure this will be a podcast topic for another day, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Chris Jericho, and uh, I'm, an, I'm a I'm a Jericho holic from the early days of Chris Jericho's American television debut. So if I call the Winnipeg Jets the Y2 Jets, that's why. It
0: I mean it writes itself. Yes, it does. Anything else that come out of Winnipeg that's snow. worthwhile and notable? Yeah, ice,
1: snow, cold. <laughs>
0: I was in such a terrible mood yesterday (laughs) (laughs) after watching game four.
1: See here's Sean's problem. Folks. Sean is a Patriots fan, New England Patriots fan and a Boston Bruins fan. And that's where it stops and ends. I am a fan of all four major sports. So the Celtics have a three Oh lead on the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm very happy today. I hesitate to say, I don't care what happens with the Bruins, but let's just say, I don't care what happens with the Bruins.
0: You've accepted the fact that they are not coming out of the series. Nope not a chance in hell. I mean, I've been proven wrong before, True. But anything can happen, but I mean, yeah, no, it is not. It is definitely not in their favor. Nope. To it, do that, to do
1: what you're talking about, they win today in Tampa. They come home in two days and win here. And then they go back to Tampa for game seven and win.
0: I just, they, they have a 37.9% chance of winning this game this afternoon. That's not great. no, <laughs> It's not. That's not good. You look at the other the other series today. uh Is Vegas Sharks? Sharks have a fifty two point eight percent chance of winning. That's how close that margin is.
1: Well, the series is t- is what three two Vegas, right? Yeah. The the Sharks have been in all of those games
0: except for the first one.
1: Yeah, but I mean, by and large, the Sharks have been in this series.
0: The other two series again, the margins are just they could go either way. Yeah. The Bruins are pretty much counted out of this thing. Yeah. At this point, and they were at the start of the playoffs. And for much of the regular season, I'm going, um, This is, we're turning yeah. into a sports podcast yeah, now. No, their
1: odds were high. Their odds, Stanley.
0: they were the second favorites yeah. to win the cup behind Winnipeg, believe it or not.
1: I'm glad I didn't go to Vegas and put all my money on the Bruins.
0: They are now dead last in terms of chances to win. Well, yeah, the because cup. there's a
1: very good chance that today, They're not make it the party's today. over. They're not going to make it through yeah.
0: today. Tampa Bay Lightning is actually uh, now favorited. To win the cup? To win the cup. Give me a break. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I'm still I'm still looking at Winnipeg or Vegas. Who knows? Vegas has surprised me, pretty much everybody, all their entire inaugural season. Yep. So I'm rooting for Vegas.
1: I've any interest I have in the NHL from this point on to the end of the playoffs is Vegas. Yeah. Well look Well now I'm sad again. (laughs) Hey look, go (laughs) Celtics. The team has been decimated with injuries and bad luck, and they are one win away from the conference finals. So the agony and the ecstasy on Causeway Street here in Boston. Yeah, Tell me about it. Also, I would argue, hey, training camp is right around the corner. It's May. We got 60 days to training camp. Football will be here before you know it. Training camp is right around the corner. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to Wanted by None, episode two, and they said it wouldn't last.
0: I'm Sean Beecham. I'm here uh, with my partner in pod, Jeff Guarani.
1: Pleasure to be here in my own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> We are here for episode two. Nobody, including ourselves, thought we'd make it this far.
0: So I know, this is a milestone.
1: To all of you listening, we appreciate your time and your listening. Uh, We really, really do. We hope uh, you'll be equally as enthralled with this episode as you were with episode one. So, Sean, if memory serves, what you would like to talk about today, at least in the onset, is DC's big announcement for this week.
0: Yeah, so... uh... I mean, we're we're new we're new to this. Uh, we're still sort of developing what the show could be, so we're gonna mess around with format a little bit. Um, but this week, some things happened, uh, and we talked last time a lot about the things that DC is doing wrong. Uh, so we kind of got on their case a little bit there, and I just wanted to point out justifiably
1: so I might add yeah
0: absolutely I just wanted to point out a couple of things that have been announced since we last convened, probably to their benefit. The first thing is uh, they've titled and created a launch page for their online streaming service, which News DC has an online streaming service.
1: 2018, folks. If you don't
0: have an online streaming service in 2018, I, I don't know what you're waiting for.
1: Well, we don't have an online streaming service. It so. just
0: seems like that's that's the thing everyone's doing now. I mean, you be the uh, content creator and distributor.
1: Why pay somebody else to distribute your content when you can do it yourself? Exactly.
0: Uh, but it also allows them to do whatever they want. And they've announced a couple of shows for this thing. A couple of animated series, Harley Quinn. Is uh, Harley Quinn
1: animated or live action? It's animated. I'm already disinterested. Yeah.
0: I find it. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Uh, Margot Robbie played Harley Quinn famously in Suicide Squad. She was the best part of. Suicide she was Squad. the best part of Suicide Squad, and I mean, By far. Margot Robbie, great friend of the show. If you said. think about that movie, that is probably the first image that comes into your brain is yes. Margot Robbie and her performance there. But the character was invented for. Batman the Animated Series. Yes. So it came out of the animated realm, and yes. it kind of makes sense that they would go back to, to doing an animated series with Harley Quinn, in a way. I don't know who's going to voice Harley Quinn. To be, be announced, I, I guess. I believe it was Arlene Sorkin. Uh, yeah, for the Animated Series. For the Animated Series. Animated series. Are, I believe you're right. We could get our fact checkers working on that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we don't have any fact checkers. We're our own fact checkers. I mean, Animated Series circa 1990, Two, three, something like that. I get the sense that she probably won't do it again. Uh, they're probably going to want to bring in someone new. Who knows? We'll see. Right. You never know. Uh, the other animated series that they're doing, which I don't know anything about, is Young Justice.
1: There wasn't a lot. As you said, it was a launch page and and a Twitter account and things like that with some basic information that yeah. this is what was coming soon. There's no release date. There's no nothing. Uh, but yeah, I believe it's Young Justice, right? That's Young that. Justice,
0: yeah. Okay. Whatever that means. Sure. Uh, that's the other animated one. But then there's a couple of live action ones as well. Titans. Yep. The live action adaptation of Teen Titans. Which could be interesting. Which could be interesting. Uh, they're going to have Robin. They're going to have, you know, all the Beast Boy. And uh-huh. uh, I think they're also going to have a couple of lesser known characters. A couple of images have okay. circled around. Uh, Hawk and Dove are characters. Oh. Uh, they've posted costume photos for those two characters. I think we've we've seen Robin's costume yeah, it previously. Looks good. It looks fantastic. So yeah. I'm intrigued by Titans. As
1: am I. I, I give that more, I, I'm more interested in that than I am in the animated Harley Quinn show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Young Justice. And whatever, whatever Young Justice is. is. It
1: sounds like a failed 1980s wrestling uh, stable. <laughs> yeah,
0: Exactly. Yeah. Next
1: week, live, Young Justice. Okay. <laughs>
0: But the uh, I think, strangely enough, in 2018, the biggest news is the live action Swamp Thing series that they're developing mm. with uh, James Wan as executive producer.
1: I believe he's doing Aquaman.
0: He's also doing Coming Aquaman this December. He did uh, Furious Seven. Yeah,
1: he did one of the uh, couple of the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah.
0: But I think for this, I'm picturing he has ties with some horror films. Ah. So yeah. I am thinking. Swamp Thing is going to be more of that yeah, speed. it's
1: more of the vertigo.
0: Yeah. So that's nine. that that has Yeah, that'll be that has raised some eyebrows.
1: That'll be intriguing. People will watch that.
0: Swamp Thing 2018. Right? Everything that's old is new again. Yeah. Uh what else did DC do? Oh, oh. your favorite uh your best buddy, Steven Spielberg.
1: Well, actually there is one before we jump to the film. So let's talk about the show they announced months ago for the streaming service that they have now delayed, which is Metropolis.
0: Oh, you're right.
1: The Superman show that wait, let's all just wait a beat. The
0: Superman show that won't have Superman. I'm not making this up. Unlike, this is not, this is not the other Superman show without Superman. Krypton. Krypton,
1: which I need to start watching. I, I haven't, I've heard good things and I've I'm heard going good to things. start. Yeah. Sci-fi on demand. I'm told all the episodes are there. So it's a long summer. So
0: one can only hope it doesn't go the way of Gotham on Fox. God, I hate Gotham, which is just, it is just atrocious. Yeah. I don't like, I DVR the thing and I'm like a season and a half behind because I just can't bring myself after
1: season one. I was bored. Stupid. I I, I just, I I could care less about a Batman show that doesn't have Batman in it. You know, here's the thing to kind of tie in the DC TV stuff. Am I going to buy the DC universe thing? Probably. Am I going to watch Swamp Thing? Probably. It's not my favorite, but probably. You know, Titans intrigues me.
0: Is Swamp Thing anyone's favorite? No. I mean, again, two thousand. And if you say
1: you are, you're a liar. I I just, the Metropolis thing, I'd give it a look, but it seems like it could be uh, really boring not unlike Gotham, but now I'm told Metropolis has been delayed. <laughs> They're going to go back to the drawing board <laughs> with Metropolis.
0: That's probably for the best.
1: Yeah, I think we're all in favor of that. So I'm sure as time goes on, we will talk more here about DC Universe, certainly about price and when it launches and things like that. What Sean was alluding to just now, Steven Spielberg has announced that one of his next movie projects is going to be Black Hawk. Yeah, and I can't remember if it's Black Hawks or Black Hawk. I'm sure it
0: will. I'm sure it will change. I think it. Well, here's the thing with Black Hawk, and I don't know a whole lot about Black Hawk.
1: Uh, Neither do I. I mean, I know. I know what everybody knows through a cursory Wikipedia search.
0: Yeah. So Black Hawk is a character and leader of a squadron called Black Hawk Squadron. So sweet. (laughs) So, uh, I'm imagining this thing takes place in World War II. I believe you're right. Here's the thing I found interesting when I was doing a little bit of research on Black Hawk, though there's a Flashpoint timeline where Hal Jordan is a member of the Blackhawk squadron, which is comprised of (sighs) ace pilots. So I pose to you, Jeff, is this a way to backdoor connect Green Lantern, Green Lantern, the Flashpoint movie that is no longer called Flashpoint and the entire DC (laughs) extended universe. Dare I say it has DC learned their lesson or not? They will tell you no, it's not connected, because yeah. right now they've, they, they have they claim to have abandoned is, it.
1: All they've said is Steven Spielberg. I mean, all all anybody has said about Blackhawk is that it's on Steven Spielberg's radar. So, I don't know. That would be great. Here's what I would say is, that would be great. It could be. The scenario you, you laid out, that'd be great. I just don't know. I mean, I I guess, I don't know. And, you know, I want to say one thing or the other, but... We don't know. We'll have to In six months, I might contradict myself, but so what? So... What I would say is, I'd love that. I think it'd be great. Hey, anything to make Steven Spielberg a part of your universe, right? If you're Marvel, if you're DC, if you're whoever.
0: Yeah. For, you yeah. you
1: want to be in the Steven Spielberg business. Do I think that's how it's going to end up? Probably not. I've heard so many different things about whether this is actually a coherent universe anymore or not. Coherent universe being DC. Uh, the film stuff. I don't know. It seems to go back and forth as to whether they're sticking with the... This is all one story, or this is all one universe, or this is blah 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 blah. So I I don't know. I think we're more will certainly come out as time goes on. It's certainly it's not the next movie that Spielberg is doing. No, the next movie Spielberg is doing I can tell you is Indiana Jones five. That starts shooting next spring in London. So with Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, this is the last Harrison Ford Indiana Jones movie. So Mm. he's got to do that first, and then after that you know see where they are i mean i'm sure he's going to get to black hawk eventually whether it's part of a connected dc plan or not well yeah i don't know
0: i'm excited for i mean i'm excited for any steven spielberg movies, so i'd see black hawk it's, it's fine. sure yeah exactly steven spielberg you can't suck right nah, no did you see Red- ready player one
1: not yet i'm going to see it when it comes on, on demand
0: i haven't seen it either obviously i've
1: heard good things i've heard good things
0: yeah me uh, too. from
1: people who've read the book i i never read the book I think we also have to talk about Infinity War briefly. Uh, we spent a lot of time on Marvel and I, I don't want to, we're not, a, I don't want this to become just the, the Marvel podcast every week. Yeah. It's just, they make news every week. I can't, <laughs> I, that they make news every week is, is, I don't know what to tell you. Don't
0: shoot the messenger.
1: Yeah. Except to say, I think we all know now Infinity War is a
0: huge, massive success, which everybody predicted it made a billion dollars in eleven days, which
1: is the fastest time to a billion dollars in in movie history, uh, and it is the number one domestic box office opening of all time. It edged out Force Awakens ever so briefly, and uh, I loved the letter that uh, Lucasfilm posted on social media this week with the lightsaber being handed to Iron
0: Man's hand. Oh yeah, that was
1: really clever of Lucasfilm. That, uh, that was very clever. That reminded and me
0: of. Uh, if you remember way back, and this is <laughs> this is before I was born, so me saying that is kind of kind of silly. But when Star Wars outgrossed Jaws, a very similar letter went around. Yeah,
1: they also did when, um, and Lucas did something similar when Titanic passed Star Wars. He sent a nice thing to James Cameron about you know the boats and all that. So. It was just, it was a classy thing. It's a big week for Marvel, uh, huge. I mean, obviously, this is the reason they moved it to April. They wanted, on top of releasing it on the same day around the world, except for a few a few markets like China and stuff, you know, this is what they wanted to do, and they did it. The machine, the Goliath, just marches on, just crushing everything. I certainly didn't think Rampage, the Dwayne Johnson film based on the video game, would be anything special. But Dwayne is probably the biggest movie star on the planet. Just his name alone now is is worth quite a bit of money to movie studios. They're dying to have his name on it. Rampage dropped something like 70% last week. <laughs> because wow. of the Avengers. I, I mean they <laughs> Marvel is just so big and so strong that there's very little that that is not a there's very little they can't do. So, I mean, kudos to them. I saw it last week. It was quite the experience to see in the cinema uh, theater. Can't wait to see it again uh, at home. I I will tell you that uh, I have listened to our first show. So I'd like to correct myself on a few things Uh, without spoiling it for people. For those of you who've seen it and you've heard episode one, you know what I was wrong about and I will cop to being wrong. I will also say, though, remember, folks, there's another half to go. Uh, this time next year, Avengers 4, and until there's a title, I'm going to call it Avengers 4, is going to f- uh, complete the circle. So we we do have a, a little bit of a ways to go, but uh, I thought it was an excellent movie. It was dynamite. It packed a real punch. There was real weight. There were real stakes. Um, I will tell you, the theater was quiet when it was exiting. It was quite silent. We were all kind of processing what we had seen. If you haven't seen Infinity War yet, shame on you. Go out and do it. It's completely worth it. Um, I'm
0: feeling that shame right now. Yeah,
1: as well you should. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about that I saw this morning, Fandango this weekend announced that Solo, a Star Wars story, whose tickets went on sale Friday for May the 4th, which was very clever. It is tracking as the number two pre-sale of the year right behind Infinity War.
0: Yeah, which... Uh, which I am stunned I, by. I saw this too. It, they've claimed that it doubled Black Panther's advance ticket sales. Which I am stunned by. Within 24 hours. And I was thinking about this last night too, because I was up watching SNL.
1: Yeah, I have see I'm going to watch SNL later. I didn't get a chance to this morning.
0: That's yeah, okay. Busier you, than you this You probably know that, that Donald Glover hosted, and he was the musical guest, right? And he was also the musical guest, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Uh, I f- I find Donald Glover fascinating. I he's an interesting guy. Donald Glover, great friend of the show. I got to talk to you about Donald Glover a bit because please do. I love Donald. Uh, maybe a little bit over ten years ago, I remember him having a uh, a web comedy series called Derek Comedy. And it was like the stupidest early internet kind of junk that you could imagine. But it was funny. And from there, he started writing for 30 Rock. That's when I,
1: I mean, I, so my first interaction with him was 30, was real, was 30 Rock and I didn't know it,
0: but 30 Rock. (laughs) Yeah. So hello, Donald Glover. But on SNL, and I I jotted a couple notes down because I wanted to mention this because it led me to (laughs) looking at Solo. Indeed. Um, So I'm glad you brought that up. He... Donald Glover is in Solo as a young Lando Calrissian.
1: Which I'm very excited for.
0: Uh, He seems to have the look. He seems to, in all the dialogue I've seen, seems to be spot on. I don't know how to, you could believe that
1: he is, he would be Billy D. Williams like 40 years younger. Yeah. Like it's, the resemblance is there between, between Donald Glover and, and the very
0: handsome very suave uh, Billy D. Williams. It is on point. They had a sketch last night though, and I, I won't tell you everything that happened because he did really well on SNL. He's very funny. I'm not surprised. He was hilarious. Um his musical performances were fantastic. He actually dropped a new song/slash music video <laughs> during really? SNL and then performed the song as his second act. God bless him. I it mean, was that's incredible. Um they did a sketch at a at a like a hotel banquet hall on the boo and that's funny lando was hosting a convention of sorts for all of the black humans in the galaxy <laughs> because he thought he was the only one yeah, yeah and they sent out all these invitations and everything and they they planned for about a couple thousand people uh it pans to the the banquet hall and there's four <laughs> cuz as any sci-fi fan knows The black population in sci-fi is grossly
1: well. The galaxy far, far away is certainly, uh, as somebody once said, it's a very monochromatic rainbow.
0: So to steal a line from his sketch last night, there's a lot of lizards and vests, not a lot of black people. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) It was was so good. Uh, Anyway, uh, Keenan Thompson was obviously in the sketch. I really do. He is. He's a riot. He was in the sketch. He was uh, Saul Guerrero. Oh. Who Forrest Whitaker played in from Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One.
1: And I think he's in Rebels. I think he's in Star Wars Oh, maybe, Rebels. yeah. I'm looking forward to I have it on the DVR. I'm going to watch it uh, later on today. I'm looking forward to it. As a longtime watcher of SNL, I will tell you that at this point in time for SNL, their success or failure every week is almost solely dependent on who the host is. In my opinion. Yes. The, the cast as assembled right now, aside from Kate McKinnon, And I love Saturday Night Live, and I've watched Saturday Night Live for most of my life. Um, Aside from Kate McKinnon, there is no one who can take a mediocre sketch and just, through their sheer talent, make it better. Just by being in it. Will Ferrell could do that. Um, Mike Myers could do that. Dana Carvey could do that, among many others. uh, Dan Aykroyd could do that. But this cast right now, short of Kate McKinnon, nobody can do that.
0: I don't get the sense I don't watch SNL a whole lot anymore, but I don't get the sense that this cast is quite up to par with their improv skills. They seem, I would agree with that. They seem very scripted, stick to the script kind of uh, yes. kind of bunch. Which all those people that you just mentioned, those are improv people. Yes, uh, they except for Dana. They can take their situation and bring it wherever they want.
1: I would say, though, the weeks that that show seems to soar seem to be weeks where either the host is legitimately a funny person, it's a comedian, or they get lucky and somebody's funnier than they think they are, or somebody is Hmm. funny than you think they are. Hence, we talked about Gal Gadot last week. Yes. I watched Gal Gadot Saturday Night Live. It was much better than I thought it would be. She didn't strike me as somebody who would be super funny. She is, as it turns out. She was very good. Jennifer Lawrence was another one who I was, she had done Saturday Night Live, I think, twice now. And both times she's killed it. As it turns out, Jennifer Lawrence is very funny. John Hamm, John Hamm is devastatingly funny. He's another one. You shouldn't be that talented, that funny, and that handsome. You could be two out of three, John, but you can't be all three. John Hamm, great friend of the show. Would love to have John Hamm on anytime. I love Mad Men. But if the show stinks lately, it's the host stinks with it They're The host isn't funny and they can't carry it. That this show was good is not a surprise to me because Donald Glover is one of those people who can take mediocre and make it great.
0: I'm pretty sure he was in every sketch and
1: I would put him in every sketch. I don't know what you're doing with Donald Glover unless he's in every sketch.
0: Yeah, they were all they were all pretty good. I mean, some better than others, obviously, but the success and failure rate on that show is they're all pretty good. They don't care about that. Yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: I mean, Donald Glover, um, a lot of his 30 Rock stuff is very funny. He was very funny on Community. I haven't watched Atlanta, but, you know, heard good things. And when they cast him as Lando, I was like, oh, that's phenomenal casting. That's great. So
0: I was just stunned. That could be the best casting in the
1: movie. Well, they, they they made Han Solo an unknown actor. So anyway, I think what stunned me was... There is so much bad about this movie that's out there that people have seen. And it's still, yeah. And it's still sold as many advanced ticket sales as it did. The directors got fired The they've said the lead guy isn't that great. There's been all kinds. Of, Disney itself isn't sure that they really want to like put the real weight of the company behind this movie. And it's the number 2 preseller so far. Again, I don't want to go on to Jeff was right, but I told Disney last week in episode one, everything is fine. You're not where you think you are. You're in a much better position. Again, I don't want to say Jeff was right, but let's just say Jeff was right. This is the strength of star Wars. The fan base wants this stuff
0: badly. So I thought about that too. I was like, I don't, I don't remember I'm going in a couple
1: of weeks. I've already, my, my parents are avid, uh, believe it or not, my parents are avid star Wars people. And, uh, that's part, partly how I ended up the way I ended up obviously. But, uh, I didn't think they were the least bit interested based on their reaction to the Super Bowl trailer. And that may have been the Super Bowl didn't go the way that the Patriots fans among us, my parents included, wanted it to. But last week they were like, When are we going to see solo? And I was like, Oh well, I guess we'll figure that out. I mean, I had planned to go see it and I was gonna drag my very supportive wife with me.
0: But my you.
1: parents wanna go my aunt is super excited. And and she was like, When are we going? Well, get the seats, get the tickets. So in the next couple of days, I'm going to log on and figure out when we're going to solo. But, um, I'm stunned. I mean, g- first of all, good for Disney. And as a very small shareholder in the Walt Disney company, I'd like to thank all of you for, uh, your support. And, uh, you know, may the fourth be with you right on and all that. Right. Am I right people up top? Um, you know, thank you. But I'm stunned that, that the movie is, that the movie is tracking this high. I'm shocked. And, Again, I just want to say to Disney, remember what I told you. It only has to be better than you think, and it's a win. And if it is better than you think, Ron Howard may be a genius.
0: At this point, I don't think it matters if it's better or worse than they think, because they've already sold tickets. Why,
1: well, because they got the money in your pocket? <laughs> well, but if, you, if the movie's going to have legs, it has to last beyond weekend one. Sure. So if it somehow can last beyond weekend one, Ron Howard may be a better... I mean, I think sometimes people... Don't maybe give Ron Howard the credit for being the good director that he is, which is shameful considering some of the great movies that Ron Howard has directed. Splash is great. Apollo 13 is great. A Beautiful Mind is excellent. Like The, the race car movie he did with Hemsworth, uh, with Rush, uh, yeah. about the Formula One driver. I don't know anything about Formula One. I thought Rush was excellent. It was an excellent movie and I lo- I'm a sucker for Frost Nixon because I love Michael Sheen. Mm. Um, you know, Ron Howard is a really good director, and if he can make solo somehow a viable film, meaning it makes some money beyond weekend one, that would be something. And I just I want to come back to our Star Wars conversation from episode one. There was a lot of sadness I thought from Disney people after Last Jedi because I don't think they expected the negativity to hit them so quick and so hard. Guys, people want this stuff. They really, really do. There is a palpable demand for this brand. There's very few things out there that have a strong brand like Star Wars. There's very few. And as, again, somebody who's not just a Disney stockholder but a Disney lover and goes to the theme parks, I mean, Star Wars is everywhere, but nobody's, to my knowledge, nobody's complaining about it. I'm going to Disney in November with with my in-laws. And one of the things we are doing, they have a Star Wars fireworks show one of the, as the closing event for one of the uh, theme parks in the evening. There's a Star Wars fireworks and there's laser projections and then there's shots of the film up on buildings. Around this 15 minute firework presentation, Disney has built a dessert party. I don't think you and I have <laughs> talked about this, but this is this is legit. This is what my brother-in-law, my my wife, and my brother-in-law's girlfriend and I are going to do one of the nights we're in Disney for
0: like an ice cream social
1: for seventy-nine dollars a person. Seven nine. We are going to uh, go to the section of the park that's Star Wars themed. Thankfully, inside and air conditioned for at least part of this. If you've ever been to Florida, it mm. can get humid and hot. So. Thankfully air-conditioned. There's no seats, but there are cocktail tables. And it is a dessert party. They have cupcakes and cookies and all kinds of desserts. They have a few picky, savory foods. They have soda and water and alcohol. And that goes on for about an hour before the fireworks. Fifteen minutes before the fireworks come on, the stormtroopers escort you out of the party area. Oh, my God. You get a Star Wars souvenir on the way out, and you get a priority viewing spot for the fireworks in the show. And I got to tell you, I can't wait to do this. I'm very excited. Reservations have not opened yet. Um, it'll pro- probably, they'll open sometime over the summer cause we're going in November, but this is part of what Disney has done. <laughs> and I got to tell you, these things sell out. Like people are paying 60, $70 a pop to get cupcakes that look like Darth Vader. Yeah. And, uh, some, some soda and some water. And a, a, a Chewbacca souvenir mug for $79 a person to stand and watch fireworks. I mean, there's a demand for this stuff. It's out there. And it's real, the force is strong. And I don't think they really need to worry. I think everything is going to be just
0: fine. They just do what they do and it's going to be fine. You credit your parents for getting you into Star Wars? Uh, yes. I was thinking it's probably the reason I listened to Peter Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> just my parents. Uh, the other thing Fandango announced: you can now order pre-order tickets or order tickets mm-hmm. from your Google Home speaker. Oh, that's funny. So I have to wonder: they launched this on the same day that they open the pre-sale tickets mm-hmm. on Star Wars Day. Yeah, and I have to wonder if thirty thousand. Uh, voice-activated ticket sales helped at all.
1: (laughs) I don't know how you would accidentally order tickets for...
0: I'm thinking there probably aren't too many accidental things. Because if I remember correctly, the way that it works is you, you tell your speaker assistant, whichever it may be, right now it only works with Google, to order tickets for any given movie. It then opens up... You have to choose a theater. So when it opens up on your phone... So then it opens up... It pushes it to your phone, where okay. you can actually buy the tickets.
1: Then I don't think I, I think people who were people were seeking at seeking that out. They weren't. I don't think. So then there were my too many question accidents. would
0: be, how much did it help their oh, advanced ticket sales? Is it just? I imagine it's pretty convenient. I haven't done it, but I can imagine that being a, a convenience that oh, would make no buying tickets I, super quick and easy.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, that no,
0: it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent.
1: I mean, that these things are supposed to be the centerpiece of your lives now.
0: It's supposed to be a personal assistant, so Alexa,
1: Google Home, whatever. What's the Apple one called Home that Pod nobody owns?
0: Great. With, you know, Siri. First things. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, that they launched it when they launched it, no. You know, they wanted to have a big thing around it and all that. Um, I'm also not surprised. That's a thing you can do now. And my sense is all of those home devices will get that eventually. Um, Because it's 2018 and that's where we're going. I mean, Infinity War didn't have that and they didn't have a problem.
0: (laughs) True. Imagine if they did.
1: Well, I don't think we have to. I'm I'm sure when Avengers 4 goes on sale uh, a year from now, that'll be part of it. And it'll be on more devices.
0: Disney just keeps breaking their own records. And I have to just think that... Advanced ticket sales is just another one of those things that we're going to see increase and increase and increase yes. uh, over the years.
1: Well, yeah, because I think what movie theaters have done is they've traded capacity for people who actually want to be there. The actual physical size of the, of the theater has not changed. What they've done is they've reconfigured it. They've put in bigger seats, but they've had less seats. So they've traded the cattle call for people who are sitting in comfort. And I think their feeling is if people are sitting in comfort they're more inclined to spend money. I agree. Cuz they're happier. Cuz they're comfortable.
0: Yeah. So if I'm spending my money again I don't go to the theaters, but if I'm spending my money I I don't want to be crammed in there like a sardine. Right. You know. That the, feeling has gone away. Part of the reason I don't fly is because it's just not comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So case in point, I I went to Infinity War last week and we went to uh, the theater uh, near where I live uh, and sat in air-conditioned comfort in a a chair that reclines that is big and leathery and comfortable. And uh, I spent concession money. I I got popcorn and soda like everybody else. Um, You know, the movie experience is what it is. It's not for everybody anymore. And because of all the different ways you can entertain yourself, it's not the only way to entertain yourself. And as we talked about last week, there are certain movies that I want to watch at home in the comfort of my own home. And then there are certain movies that I am willing to go out into the public with like-minded individuals and sit and view. And Marvel, DC, and Star Wars tend to be those films. There's others in there too, but those tend to be the big ones. So the theater experience is a lot different now. You know, the thing that helps the advanced ticket sales is reserve seats. The fact that now you can go to your local movie theater and not only reserve a seat, it tells you what row and what seat number. Like you're buying a sporting ticket, like you're buying a ticket to a sporting event or a concert. Advanced ticket sales are more popular now because there aren't as many seats in the theater anymore. This is just an involunt, this is just an amateur opinion, obviously. It makes sense. Looking around these theaters, because almost every theater now has gone this way. Certainly the big chains like AMC and Regal have gone this way, that when you you buy a ticket to a film now, you're telling them what row and what seat number. So you're telling them F-22. Advanced seats are going to be a bigger thing because there's less seats to sell. And yes, advanced ticket sale records now are going to be the it's the next record to cross because box office we've already, you know, we've hit the billion dollar box office now. A couple times. That Avengers did it faster is different, but Star Wars has hit it now. Uh, I think Fast and the Furious did it last year. So, wh- billion dollars is not a threshold we need to cross anymore.
0: It's, which is uh which is hysterical.
1: yeah. So the next the next river to cross, if you will, is How much did I sell advanced? Because it also it also creates anticipation, right? If you tell people that you have sold thirty million dollars worth of advanced sales, people are going to go, "Oh my god,
0: this is a thing." Well, case in point, I mean, FOMO, fear of missing out. Exactly. the The press around Solo was so atrocious. I maybe saw one billboard like last week. I've seen a trailer. Uh, I've seen maybe one or two tv spots yeah but the frequency is low i'm jaded no one talks I, about it i'm i'm
1: jaded because i was in southern california for a week and uh aside from and i was at a disney park i was at disneyland oh well. so i saw infinity war posters and solo posters everywhere so I, i'm i'm jaded i've seen more stuff in the last couple of weeks for for these films than maybe sean has but i think that's part of being in southern california Perhaps. And being at a Disney and spending two days of my week-long sojourn to Southern California at, at a Disney resort. They're going to put it in front of you, as we've talked about.
0: As a casual, everyday fan, I haven't seen all that much. Like you said before, Disney wasn't sure if they wanted to put the full weight of the company behind it. I don't think that they did. And no. yet, the fact that they've sold so much, Advanced, is big. It's a big momentum builder.
1: Yeah, good for them. I mean, like I said, if this movie can do... Because it's also like where it is structurally. Like Marvel did them some help by pushing Avengers into April so that as big as Avengers did, you'd have to think by the end of this month, which is essentially when Solo comes out. I think Solo comes out in two or three weeks. Some of the Avengers momentum by then will have chilled out.
0: May 25th, yeah.
1: So Marvel kind of helped them by giving them an extra week of slowing down. Deadpool didn't do any favors by jumping a week in a week ahead of them. I have some thoughts about Deadpool that I'd like to get to in a minute because it's all kind of interrelated to this stuff. But I actually think the Avengers being in the theater quicker helped them. The other thing I would say that helped that's going to help them, I think, is I don't think Deadpool is going to do what people think
0: it's going to do. Again, sequels don't track as well as the first. And you're a
1: hundred percent right. And w- when I look at the materials that are out there for Deadpool now, and I think about a lot of the people I know who love Deadpool, are not comic book people. I think they're in for a rude awakening.
0: It's about to get real comic booky. It's going
1: to get comic booky real quick. The first movie, when but the time traveling half cyborg shows up, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fir- get
0: comic booky up in your grill real quick. The first movie was a good tongue in cheek. I love the first of what a comic book movie is. Yes. And it was, a yeah, it does feel like a comic book movie, not for comic book it was people. It very clever. But I'm sorry, it's, it's going to get weird.
1: Yes. And you know, every summer there's always one of those, this movie didn't do what we thought, and wow, this movie really surprised. And by the way, I'm going to see Deadpool as well, and probably opening weekend, because fun fact, my wife loves the first Deadpool movie. So we'll see Deadpool too, I assure you. But just the gut feeling I have in my gut, I think Deadpool 2 is going to be one of those people are going to walk around and go, what happened to Deadpool? One, why didn't it do the business we thought? And number two, why are people walking around saying they're not sure they liked it as much as the first one? And I think the other thing that's going to happen is people are going to say, wow, that solo was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Man, I heard nothing but negativity from my my buddy who likes Star Wars. He was telling me about how the directors got fired and no, nothing could work. It would not surprise me if one of the movie stories of the summer is that Deadpool maybe doesn't do what Fox wants, and that Disney is much happier with Solo than they expected. And again, I know nothing about Deadpool except the trailers and the commercials. I am excited for Deadpool. I don't want this to turn into, uh, I'm just trying to salvage my franchise here. I'm excited for Deadpool. I'm intrigued by what a sequel to Deadpool looks like. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people who saw Deadpool because it wasn't entirely comic booky. It was funny, it was quirky, it was weird. It was R-rated, it was irreverent. All the reasons that Deadpool was successful. You're going to add that now to, they are clearly setting up additional films that are tied to X-Force. It's going to get comic booky, and it's going to get what people were maybe trying to avoid the first time
0: around. I agree. I think they're building an, an X-Force universe.
1: <laughs> Which to then get taken over by Disney. So <laughs> a lot of this is just Fox has to go about its merry way until they get purchased. And by Fox, I mean the movie studio. Right. As everybody knows, Disney has purchased the movie studio, the TV production, and a few other things from Fox. In probably a year or so, Fox will be a branch of Disney. So a lot of this may be moot. Because My my understanding is once Fox purchase happens, the characters you would expect, X-Men, Deadpool, and so forth, are going to become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or certainly controlled by Kevin Feige. So a lot of this is just spitting into the wind. They want to get to X-Force. Will they? I don't know. Because Disney may have bought them before they can get to X-Force. Is it in Disney's best interest to keep things? I don't think anybody knows what Disney's going to do with Fox except Disney. They're not saying because they can't because it's not their company. I actually think Disney and Fox is going to get settled long before AT&T and Time Warner get settled.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: If for no other reason, and nobody has talked about this, but I'm going to be the first and I'm going to go politics ever so briefly on this show. Who is the owner of the Fox company right now? Rupert Murdoch. Anybody know Rupert Murdoch's political leanings? I do. He's conservative. Very. Who's the president now? Donald Trump. And I know Murdoch has a relationship with Donald Trump. I think if it gets to that point, the friendship amongst anything, Trump will give Murdoch this one. Because Murdoch wants to get out of the entertainment business. He wants to just focus on Fox News and Fox Business and the Fox Television Network. Fox proper. He's selling everything else to Disney. There's no anti I mean, yeah, you could argue that's one less movie studio and all that, but it's not like it's not AT&T and DirecTV purchasing Time Warner Cable, which is clearly an antitrust problem. Who in the hell cares if we go from six movie studios to five? Is the American people's lives that much more devastated because there are five movie studios instead of six? I don't think so. I think Disney-Fox gets settled far quicker than AT&T-Time Warner does. Disney's not buying Fox proper. They can't because they already own the ABC network. You can't own two broadcast networks at the same time. They don't want to. It's not part of the deal. You can own as many cable networks as you want so that Disney already has eight ESPN and they have Freeform, and they have all those channels. The government, by law, can't care about it. There is no law that says you can only own two cable networks. There's no such thing. So that Disney is going to buy FX and FXX, it doesn't matter. I'll let you in on a little secret, folks. You're going to go to four movie studios fairly soon. Somebody is not making out of this alive. Once Fox gets bought by Disney, the only movie studios left that wouldn't be owned by somebody else would be Disney, Universal, Sony Warner brothers and Paramount somebody either Sony or Paramount is not staying alive they're going to get bought by somebody else I think and a lot of people think Paramount and CBS should remerge. they used to be one company they're now two they ought to get back together and in fact they're working on it so that leaves Sony huh. yeah that's interesting so that leaves Sony Sony I have heard there are people in Japan who desperately want to get out of the movie business they want to focus on the electronics business. So it wouldn't surprise me if in the next year or two, Sony gets sold, either to universal or to whoever, maybe somebody we don't know the Chinese or whatever, but, or the some rich middle Eastern chic with oil money. But we're going to be quickly going from six to five. It wouldn't surprise me if we're down to four in the next year or two, because Sony is looking around much like Fox was looking around a year ago. And they're saying, we can't put our IP in front of people the way these other companies can. They aren't Disney. They aren't Comcast universal who own theme parks and all that stuff. They they just aren't. And if the electronics people want out of the movie business, they're going to get out of the movie business. So they're going to get bought by somebody either universal or somebody. So, so, I would say about the proposed Disney-Fox deal, I'm not sure the government really has much to stand in the way from. Murdoch is a friend of Donald Trump. Bob Iger is a friend of Donald Trump, Bob Iger being the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. So I just don't see this deal not going through. It may take some time. I just, I don't see it not happening. There's too many people involved who like each other or have a warm relationship with each other to have that happen. I don't think Donald Trump is going to screw over Rupert Murdoch. I just don't. Considering Trump spends most of his time watching Rupert Murdoch's news network. Man watches Fox News relentlessly. He's not screwing over Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch wants out. I'm sure he's told Donald Trump so. This is going to get done. So Fox is going to be owned by Disney. Their entertainment assets are going to be owned by Disney. The X-Men universe, cinematically including Deadpool and the Fantastic Four universe are going to come back to the MCU in the next 18 months. I don't know what happens now. From what I am understand, Fox is kind of walking around in limbo because they just don't know what's going to happen. My feeling though is Deadpool 2 is going to do what people didn't want, which is, it's going to be more, I think it's going to look more like a traditional-ish comic book movie with the obvious Deadpool insults and Comedy. I don't think it's going to do what it's what people want it to do business wise. In two or three weeks on this pod, I could be
0: correcting myself. I got a message from uh, a listener. I'll keep the name out of it, but he's upset that we didn't refer to Matthew McConaughey's career in episode one as the McConnaissance.
1: He's right. He's a hundred percent right.
0: Yes, you are right. Yes, Matthew McConaughey is an enlightenment. Yes, to the industry. Yes. To the world. Yes. Uh, I would agree. McConaughey's putting on a whiskey. Did you know this? Yes. I've heard this. With the wild turkey? Is it surprising at all? Nope. No.
1: Seems about right. Yeah. Here's the problem with McConaughey now, is that, I hate to say it's become a tall tale, but it's just kind of like, oh, Matthew McConaughey did X. Yeah, probably. But I mean, that he's producing his own alcohol? No. no not a surprise
0: uh, that it's wild turkey also not a surprise yeah wild turkey is a perfect fit right he's reaching that group where there are some actors out there and we've talked about this they could do or you could tell me that they've done or said anything and I would just believe it yeah yep Matthew McConaughey is getting there Bill Murray is one of them
1: Bill Murray is 100% there
0: I would believe any story you told me about Bill Murray yes without question I would say uh, Prince is there in memoriam. Prince, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. There are just some people who are just so out there and so outlandish. Yeah, I I just believe anything.
1: Sadly, the president has become that now.
0: Yeah, it just took a turn. For different reasons. I mean, if somebody said
1: to me, Donald Trump did X, Y, Z, yeah, I'm going to believe it now. But let's get back to the fun and games. Bill Murray is definitely in that scenario. Yeah. 100%. He's invented
0: that. I think so.
1: I mean, we've all heard the various Bill Murray stories, you know, crashing bachelor parties, sneaking up behind people and putting their hand, his hands over their eyes, saying nobody will ever believe you <laughs> and then disappearing. Like we've all heard the Bill Murray stories and that he, you know, and when he does show up, he seems to be like the one man party.
0: Man, I would hate if Bill, I mean, I love Bill Murray. Me too. I would absolutely hate if he crashed something like my wedding because guess where all the focus goes? Bill Murray is at your wedding.
1: Yeah, but it's Bill Murray. So see, this is where this is where the Bill Murray thing is. It's like, yeah, but it's Bill Murray at my wedding. You know what I get? I get a photo with Bill Murray. Yeah, well, hey. I'm not saying no to that.
0: Bill Murray, friend of the show. Oh, <laughs>
1: I mean, that, that would be a, that would be a delight.
0: One of these days, I'm just like, I just want to be walking down the street of Boston and see Bill Murray. Sure. Just like hanging out with one of the homeless people. <laughs> you know, just like sitting next to them, uh, trying to raise some money for him or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like outside of Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be something. <laughs> Does that sound unbelievable? No, I no. would believe Bill Murray would do that. Yes. I actually don't see many famous people. I've been in and around Boston for almost 10 years. I actually don't see all that many famous people, at least in the back bay. I did, however, see, uh, Bill Clinton once coming Mm -hmm. out of the bookstore, uh, on Boylston street. I think people,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: Steve Martin frequents Berkeley. Yeah.
1: Well, the banjo thing. I actually saw more famous people when I worked in Cambridge. I used to see John Malkovich all the time.
0: Oh God. He's another one. John Malkovich. I would believe anything. I wouldn't really No,
1: he's not, he's not playful.
0: That's really unfortunate.
1: When I, so funny story. So I worked in Cambridge at a, at a university, uh, starting out. It was my first job out of college and I had been there about a year and I went out to lunch and came back very excited and went to my friend and said, you'll never guess who I just saw. And he said, who? And I said, John Malkovich. And, I was about to say, and I wish I had gone up to him and asked for or shook his hand or whatever, and immediately he pulls me into a side office and says, now this kid is from Cambridge. He says to me, look, I'm going to tell you something about John Malkovich. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. Don't acknowledge his existence. He will get mad, and he is not above swearing at you. So... <laughs> No. And so from from there, that point on, anytime I saw Malkovich, which was not often, but I saw it a couple of times a year, uh, I barely acknowledged his existence because I didn't want to be MF'd on the middle on the streets of Cambridge, which I'm told he has done to people. So uh, do I believe any John Malkovich story? No, not in the Bill Murray sense. Do I believe John Malkovich swears at you if you acknowledge him? Yes. He
0: did not look like a happy camper. He's not from the area, but he lives around here. No, yeah,
1: he lives in he has a, a place in Cambridge, I think. I saw Steven Tyler a few times. He's not John Malkovich. <laughs> uh, I saw Peter Wolf from the Jay Giles band a few times because Peter Wolf's from Cambridge. Yep. Um again, Peter Wolf Apparently Cambridge
0: is the place to be.
1: Peter Wolf is happy if you walk up to him and say, you know, you're Peter Wolf. But I, I've seen Peter Wolf a few times. I've seen Steven Tyler a few times in terms of brush with celebrity. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, didn't see too many famous people. I met John McCain once when I was in college when he was running for president the first time. I mean, I physically met him. I walked I we were introduced. He was he was speaking to my politics class I was in at the time. So he met us after class. So It was right when he was running the first time.
0: Did you hear the uh, the statement he put out? John McCain about
1: barring Donald Trump from his funeral, but inviting Barack Obama and George W. Bush to be eulogists at his funeral.
0: Yeah. I read it. John McCain, friend of the show.
1: Uh, yeah. hundred percent. That made my day.
0: Yeah. Same. Uh, and the fact that he regrets choosing Sarah Palin <laughs> as a running mate is hilarious. Uh, you
1: know, there was a lot. There was a lot in there. You know, it clearly he's not well.
0: Yeah. Which is uh, sad. Which
1: is sad. I mean, cancer is brutal man, this has taken a dark turn.
0: I know. He seems like he's in a good place. If uh,
1: He seems like he's surrounded by family and friends who love him, which yeah. is I think all you can ask for when you're in the condition. It seems like the Senator is in, I don't want to say these are the last days, but it sure sounds like somebody who understands their own mortality. And it seems like they're aware that their mortality is approaching. And so, he seems
0: comfortable with that.
1: Yes. It seems like there are quite a lot of people in this world who love him, which is great. Uh and that sounds really like candy ish, I know, just stupid, but you know, the stuff with him and Joe Biden was touching in that article. It seems like they have a real legitimate friendship. Yeah. Two people politically yeah. different. Although I don't think they're that different, but politically different, but to have that kind of close relationship I think is nice. I feel first like first they're all,
0: marketed differently.
1: I was also say, is anybody surprised that Joe Biden is a kind, decent man? No. So what,
0: Uncle Joe? Uncle Joe.
1: No. He uh, I like the former vice president. I always have. I, I think the world of Joe Biden. And he seems like a kind, good, decent man so that he and McCain have a nice relationship. That article was was more warm. But again, I probably could go to John McCain's funeral and he
0: can't. Can I go back to Matthew McConaughey for a second?
1: We've gone from John McCain dying to
0: Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) I know. The world has turned this podcast off. No, I don't think so. I think last time we talked about putting Matthew McConaughey in anything. Yes. Um, We didn't talk too much about the dark universe. Do we have to? I want to for just a second.
1: Are you talking about Universal's monster universe?
0: I am talking about Universal Studios' monster universe. Yes, I know it's dead, but let's pretend for a second that it's not. And Tom Cruise killed it. Tom Cruise killed it? Well,
1: the mummy made five bucks.
0: Oh, right. This was part of that. Yeah.
1: That was the launching pad. That garbage mummy movie he made was supposed to be the launching pad for the dark universe. I think the dark universe is dead.
0: What was their plan for the dark universe? Mummy? Um, Bride of Frankenstein. Okay.
1: Um, The Invisible Man, which was going to be Johnny Depp.
0: All things you want, guys.
1: Bride of Frankenstein was going to be Angelina Jolie. And then Javier Bardem is Frankenstein's monster. So Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. I believe Benicio Del Toro, they talked to him about the werewolf or, or the wolf oh man. Oh, my God. And I believe one of the other things was going to be Creature from the Black Lagoon, which, believe it or not, Scarlett Johansson wanted to do Creature from the Black Lagoon. These, this is just rumors. I mean, this is what I had kind of, and they were working on Dracula.
0: Dracula. And Van Helsing. Yep. And Van, Van Helsing, Helsing
1: w- would be a woman. There'd be a woman Van
0: Helsing. Which I have to I have to take credit for. I have wanted a Van Helsing this reboot. This is true. You have wanted a female Van Helsing. For a long. very long time, and I wanted the lead to be a female lead. Yes. Uh, sci-fi has done it, unfortunately. Yes. They have done it. They took our idea. They took it from me. I, I was watching. I watched a few episodes of it, and it's not bad. I'll say it's not good, but it's not bad. Bad. Isn't that kind of the sci-fi network? That's kind of the sci-fi. That's their
1: tagline, right? It's not good. It's not bad. It's the sci-fi network. It's sci-fi.
0: Yeah, it feels more like um, what was that movie? 30 Days of Night? Okay. Josh Harnett. The vampires are it's post vampire apocalypse. Great. Right? So Super. It, it feels more like a zombie thing. Ugh. But these zombies don't, you know, eat your brains. They suck your blood sweet so again it's not great it's not bad but they took my idea yeah and that's what that's what gets me uh they 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 took a female lead and and uh rebooted van helsing yeah i wish it had been done better because i feel like that's money
1: you know how you do it better first of all don't put it on sci-fi fair enough (laughs) not to diss sci-fi network but i mean come on folks
0: The other thing I wanted as part of that dark universe uh, we've talked about, because Dracula was part of it, is having Matthew McConaughey (laughs) star in as Dracula Dracula in the dark universe. Yeah, we did talk about this. But like a modernized, uh, high-rise dwelling. The way
1: we described it was
0: his character (laughs) from Wolf of Wall Street, but basically Dracula. Kind of, but yeah, but a vampire. Yeah. He's sharp-dressed. Standing in front of his high rise uh, office building. What
1: was the movie with Christian Bale where he was uh, the killer, but he was in the suit? American. American psycho. American psycho. So we've basically made American psycho meets Wolf of Wall Street meets Dracula.
0: Yeah. But with Matthew McConaughey, which is what's going to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So to give people some context, so what this podcast came out of the fact that Sean and I commute to and from work together Monday through Friday as you can imagine, if you live in any major metropolitan area, but certainly greater Boston, Sean and I have a lot of time to kill, both in the morning and the afternoon. So oftentimes, to amuse ourselves, we talk about movie or TV show ideas that we have and and potential casting of these events. So I have heard Sean's Dracula, Matthew McConaughey pitch uh, quite a bit. Um, the, there's a couple that I have thrown Sean's way first of all in a serious note CBS took my idea because (laughs) they are currently rebooting Magnum PI for next fall
0: this was definitely your idea yeah
1: I have wanted a, a Magnum PI reboot since I don't know when but so CBS took my serious idea which was to reboot Magnum PI the other idea I desperately wanted to do but have now found out I think it's a fruitless one because of Sammy Hagar Sammy Sammy Hagar has a TV show on access television. I know what you're thinking. What in the hell is access television? Well, dig deep into your cable. If you have a cable package still access is there and it's called Sammy Hagar's rock and roll road trip. He drives across the country. I assume he eats food. He meets interesting people. I wanted to do that show, but with Paul Stanley from kiss and, and give everybody the full Paul Stanley, the yelling, you know, the, how's everybody doing? I wanted the full Paul Stanley experience But Sammy Hagar has taken that from us as much as he's taken Van Halen. So it's not enough that he took Van Halen (laughs) from us. He took my idea
0: about taking Paul Stanley on the road and eating food. Van Halen with Sammy Hagar, that's your favorite version of Van Halen. You prefer the Sammy Hagar.
1: Here's what I would say. Here's what I'd say. I like Van Halen in all forms. Save Gary Cherone. My point about Van Halen was you can't say Sammy Hagar was a failure. He sold more records. Yeah. Commercially, they were a bigger deal with Sammy Hagar. Yet my favorite Van Halen song is "Panama," so do that.
0: <laughs> it's a great song.
1: It is. So he took my Paul Stanley idea. Paul so Stanley now Paul eats. Stanley and I are deprived of a TV show.
0: Paul Stanley, friend of the show.
1: Please call. I take Paul Stanley's call.
0: What were we going to put it on the uh, the Travel Network?
1: Yeah, it was either the Food Network or the Travel Channel. Yeah, Paul Stanley eats. Where we're going to drive around and. Maybe have them try to break some food-eating records like, you know, most chicken (laughs) wings. Kind of like a man versus food, but with Paul Stanley from Kiss. Sans makeup. I mean, this is not ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just silly.
1: Yeah. So I desperately wanted to do that. I still think we could. I have yet to watch Sammy Hagar's Rock and Roll Road Trip, because you know, I have standards. Not many, but I have them.
0: I I just imagine uh, a different version of Guy Fieri's show. Oh, God, I can't what the, my thing or the, the, the Sammy, Sammy Hagar. Hagar. The two of them are just like, they're two peas in a pot. I feel like Sammy Hagar <laughs> and Guy Fieri. I I can't with them. Either of them. Uh, Diners, yeah. drive-ins and dives. I think it was. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's Fieri show hard pass.
1: Yeah. It's not great. But, but because of Sammy Hagar, Paul Stanley and I have been deprived of a TV show.
0: Yeah. So I think thanks. So.
1: Thanks, Sammy. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Thanks, Access, and thanks, Sci-Fi, for yep. stealing our ideas yep. straight from our brains.
1: Yep. So, what you what we're
0: talking about here, folks? Unless my car is bugged. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe the Jeep is. The bugged. The phones
1: are listening. I'm not joking. I was in California. <clears throat> oh, I know. I was in California a couple of weeks ago, as, as Sean knows, and we were in Palm Springs. My wife, myself, and friends. We were celebrating a friend's birthday, and I wanted to find Frank Sinatra's house for a, for a couple obvious reasons. One, I'm Italian. Two, I like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And three, who doesn't want to see a big giant house that Frank Sinatra owned in the middle of the desert? So I'm trying to see if the public can actually get to this or, you know, somebody owns it or whatever. As it turns out, it's like a museum, but there's no private, there's no public tour. They rent it out to like big groups for parties, like VIP type parties and stuff. But- before, so I'm saying this out loud. I have my phone in my hand. I'm, I go to my Google app to type it in, and guess what comes up? As soon as I hit the search feature in Google, Frank Sinatra P- House Palm Springs. So the phones are listening. So it's quite possible Sammy Hagar didn't bug us, but the phones are listening. So who knows? I liked your Van Helsing, your female Van Helsing idea I liked. I think we wanted her in the Dracula movie with Matthew McConaughey, if memory serves.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's a dark universe, why not?
1: I think we were trying to figure out the female actress that would counterbalance McConaughey. Well, I, I can't remember if we ever got there or not.
0: I don't think we did.
1: No. My first answer is going to be Jennifer Lawrence because I want Jennifer Lawrence and everything.
0: She's the female version of your Matthew McConaughey.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I think the world of j I really do. I think she's funny. She's talented. I think she's going to have a hell of a career. I'd see her in just about anything.
0: The sci-fi casting for Van Helsing, Uh Kelly Overton. I have no idea who that is. No idea either. I really don't know anything about her. Uh, She was in True Blood, Okay. I guess, which I watched watched up until maybe the last season. I never watched True Blood. So she's sticking with the vampire theme, I guess. But I don't know who she was in that show. No idea. Let's see. Anything else? No. Stephen King's Desperation.
1: Sure. I don't know what that is.
0: Uh, the collective, like the ring Two. We all know how well that did. Like the, she's, those are some great IMDB credits. Like I, I'm sorry to say this, but I feel like, I feel like she's peaking right now with the sci-fi version of Van Helsing. With the sci-fi version of Van Helsing.
1: Well, okay. Um, peak is an interesting word.
0: I just, I wouldn't put her in our movie. No, I'm going to come back to Jennifer Lawrence. What was the movie she was just in? Red Sparrow? Yeah. Did you see it? No. Did you plan on seeing it? No.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'll see it when it's on cable. Yeah. That's the perfect nine at night, Saturday night HBO movie. There you go. That you've seen in parts for the last week. You saw the first half on Monday. You saw the second half on Tuesday. Now it's Saturday and you're going, geez, I'd love to finish that Red Sparrow movie.
0: It's going to be one of those movies I buy on Black Friday, I think.
1: In the Cornflake Isle, on sale for $8.99. That's right. It's just a short six months away.
0: I know, I'm already making my list.
1: Please stop. There's a few things we need to get through.
0: Uh,
1: Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, my birthday, Mother's Day, which is a week from today. Yeah. Could we have summer? Here's what I'm asking. I don't know, it feels like we're in
0: summer now. Can we
1: have summer and then can I go to Disney World? After that, because I go to Disney at the beginning of November. After that, let's talk about Black Friday. Go right ahead. It's just, it's May. I'm not ready to talk about Christmas. I'm just, I'm simply not ready to talk about
0: Christmas. I can't blame you.
1: The listeners will agree with me. This will bear out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of things. Deadpool. Deadpool comes out on my birthday. i haven't
1: seen Solo yet, for God's sake.
0: Yeah, apparently a lot of people are going to. I
1: want to see Jurassic World, Sean. I want Jeff Goldblum back in our lives as Ian Malcolm. I
0: feel like Jeff Goldblum is another one of those people. I ask for so little. I would believe anything. He seems like an all-around fun guy.
1: I love Jeff Goldblum. Great friend of the show, Jeff
0: Goldblum. Absolutely.
1: Can I see Jurassic World 2 so I can see Jeff Goldblum back in our lives as Ian Malcolm? That's happening before your little Black Friday shopping spree.
0: Spoiler with Jurassic World 2. The dinosaurs always get out. Life finds a way. The dinosaurs always get out.
1: Well, Jeff Goldblum will tell you. I mean, he knows. Yeah, they know this. We're not telling them things they don't know. The whole point is that the di- if it's no movie if the dinosaurs just stay. This is what is dinner with Andre with dinosaurs? We're just we'll sit around and have a
0: dinner party. And talk about our lives. Take some selfies with dinosaurs. Jesus.
1: What a terrible movie that is. Jurassic World. Where nothing happens. What is this?
0: It's like your everyday zoo experience.
1: Yeah, what is, We Bought a Zoo? What is Cameron Crowe directing uh, Jurassic World 2? Come on. The dinosaurs get out. Look, listen, folks. If you think I'm going to Jurassic World 2 in June and you don't think I know the dinosaurs get off the island, I don't know what we're doing here. Of course the dinosaurs get off the island. I will also just say, for the record, I know nothing about this movie. I'm spoiler-free on Jurassic World. I know who's in it based on trailers and stuff. Same. I'll tell you, of course they get off the damn island. That's the whole point. (laughs) What are we doing here unless the dinosaurs get off the island? Come on. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about some weird European cinema film where we'd all just sit around and hang out with the dinosaurs we are going to invariably eat you anyway.
0: Come on. I don't plan to bring any children to the taping of this podcast. Oh, no.
1: That would be a very bad
0: idea. I'm sure small children are fully capable of seeking out and listening to podcasts on their own because they are far more advanced beings than either of us. Well, my two-year-old old niece bought my mother
1: sneakers with her phone the other day. so
0: That's incredible.
1: And my mom now had to take the one, the one touch ordering off of Amazon because <laughs> my niece, her grandchild, hit the button because she likes hitting buttons and she likes my mom's phone. And, uh, sure enough, a couple days later, some sneakers showed up that my mom didn't order.
0: Were they the right size?
1: Oh yeah. It was just, she reordered what she had already
0: ordered. Amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So my mom had to take the one, the one touch ordering off.
0: <laughs> I don't do the one touch ordering. It still makes me very nervous.
1: Oh, it makes me horribly. I had to turn it off. It makes me nervous too.
0: Same reason I have the Echo, the Amazon Echo. <laughs> I don't order a damn thing on it because it makes me super nervous that what's going to show up at my house is not what I want.
1: Yeah. I, I've. The Echo's in the back, buried, (laughs) so it can't hear anything.
0: I had someone ask me about this, because I have both the Echo and... The Google Home. The Google Home, and someone asked me what the difference is between the two, and yeah, I mean, they're both pretty similar. I mean, all of these things are pretty similar in terms of their assistant capabilities, but what it comes down to is that you have two companies, Amazon, Google. One, Amazon, designed a product to help you buy things. yes. The Echo is there to help you buy things on Amazon. It's a
1: personal shopper.
0: Google is a, is a search tool. Yes. First and foremost. Google. Yes, you can buy things on Google Home. You know what it defaults to? Google Express. How many subscribers does Google Express have? Two? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't even know
1: Google Express was a thing
0: until two minutes ago. Exactly. You can buy things on Google Express but wouldn't you rather buy it on Amazon?
1: Yes. Yeah. My wife has Amazon Prime. Of course I would.
0: Exactly. And Google Express is same same deal, two-day. Really? Yeah, sometimes same day. Area restrictive, of course. But Great. My point being, if you're looking to search for things, buy a Google Home. If you're looking to buy things, get an Echo. God it's not rocket science.
1: To- God forbid I should want to do both.
0: Well, here's the thing. You would think that Echo would be just as good as searching for things. It is horrible.
1: Oh, with the Amazon Echo?
0: Yeah, the Amazon Echo it is horrible at searching I'm for sure things. And i sure the Google Home is a horrible shopper. It is. <laughs> because, again, it defaults to Google Express. God forbid we should which, do both. No. You have two different companies. They're, they're aiming to do two different things.
1: sure seems that way.
0: And then there's the HomePod.
1: Yeah. Do either of us know anyone who has one of those? No. I have Apple products all over the place. I don't want one. Yeah, my I'm wife My wife is interested.
0: all in on the Apple. We don't have a HomePod. I won't buy one. Do you one. need
1: a third? I mean, you've got two. Other I know. Do, do I need?
0: need? I know. We have the Google Home Mini. Uh-huh. Which I actually got for free with the phone I, with my yeah, phone because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm deeply ingrained in the Google ecosystem, but we have the Echo, uh-huh. we have uh, the failed Echo Tap, oh yeah, well I don't even know if they sell them anymore. Isn't
1: that called the Echo Dot now?
0: No, we have one of those too though. What? And then we have the Echo Spot.
1: I don't know what any of so this let me means. break
0: this down to you. Everyone knows what the Amazon Echo is. The yeah. cylindrical. Yeah. Tower looking thing.
1: That's spying on us for the government.
0: Yeah, exactly. The Amazon dot
1: it's like the hockey came
0: puck. Came out at the same around the same time. It's like the hockey puck. They they should have called it the Echo Puck. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, that's cool. what I call it. It's a puck.
1: Get a sponsorship with the NHL.
0: Boom. You know? This is what we do on Wanted by None. We're problem solvers. Amazon, call us. So the the Echo the Echo Dot is a puck. The Echo Spot is a sort of a semi-spherical. You understand? I have a unit. headache,
1: right? I have a massive headache now.
0: It's my like, head hurts. It's like a sphere with a screen. Oh, for so sake. it has a flat surface and it has a screen. It's a tiny
1: little circle. What is the point of that?
0: It's you know, it's an end table thing. Sure. You use it mostly it for. It really
1: ties the room together, does it not? Ugh.
0: You know what? It has a screen, so you can see weather on it. It's an alarm clock. I mean, let me break, let me simplify this. The <sighs> Echo Spot is an alarm clock. Uh, right. The Echo Tap. Is another cylindrical unit with a base that it detaches from, and you can take it with you. It has a button on it, which you tap to talk to it. So that is more of the that is more of the let's play music outside kind of thing. Oh dear lord! None of these things are great. No, I don't know what else to say, but I have them all.
1: Yeah, sure do. <laughs> <no. laughs> When the robot revolution starts, it will shot start in Sean's living room.
0: And when it all comes down to it, I use the Google Assistant on my phone. I do most it, everything through my phone. Because it it's is, 2018. It's in my pocket. Yeah. It's always with me. And it, it is the, the best and most intuitive assistant that I've found.
1: Yeah, because you know what? The Google search app is great. I mean, it told me where Frank Sinatra's house was before I even <laughs> wanted it to. But the Google app is great for my iPhone. The Amazon app works fine. The echo was a, was a, a wedding gift and we thank, and thank them all for what they've done for us. But, um,
0: I, I don't, I, we don't use it. We use it to play music. Yeah, when we're
1: entertaining, <laughs> we break out the echo to play music. None of us buy things through it.
0: No, because I can't see what I'm buying. Yeah. I don't know how that Big works. Problems. I don't, tr- um, listen, I feel like I'm getting old here, but I don't, right before my eyes, I don't yeah. trust that technology thing to buy things for me that I can't see. I can't even see it. How do I know what it's going to buy? And maybe it works differently than that. But if I just tell it I want sneakers, does it order the sneakers I want? Probably not. I think you have to be specific, right? Yeah, but then do, how specific do I have to be? Do I have to be so, so specific that you order, you know, sometimes those product titles on Amazon are like ridiculously long yes, and descriptive. Very dumb. Do I have to read or speak the entire thing to order Again, something specific? I've never
1: ordered item one off the Echo, so I have no idea. Nor will I. I don't have Prime, so it doesn't make sense.
0: If I ever go to a theater to see a movie, I will try to use Fandango's advanced ticket Google's ordering. Thing. Good for you. And I'll let you know how that goes.
1: We should talk about that next. when that If that happens when that happens, yeah, we should talk about it. I'd love to know how it worked.
0: Yeah, so I'll see you in like three years when I go to the movies next. Sweet.
1: It's not like we have a podcast where we could talk about this or anything. Cool.
0: Movies, big fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up top. That sounds like you have four devices, none of which are useful to your life and none of them work.
0: Yeah. So the Google seems to be doing
1: what you want it to.
0: Yeah. And maybe it's bias. I don't know. But
1: you have four, three or four Amazon devices and none of them seem to do what you want them
0: to. Do. Well, they all theoretically do the same thing.
1: That's the other thing. Why do you have four of them that all do the one? You could take the Echo <laughs> around with this.
0: They all theoretically do the same thing. The yeah. Echo is the Echo is the Echo proper is in our living room. Uh that's our music player uh the echo dot or puck is in our kitchen that's the kitchen timer because the speaker on that thing is horrible it's not like i can use it as a music player anyway the uh tap is docked in our bedroom but again you can take it around anywhere
1: why do you have that
0: that is another music player okay uh and then the spot which is the end table alarm clock Okay. But theoretically all of these things do exactly the same thing. Yeah, they do. I'm deeply Yet confused. I have found specific purposes for each each one. Yeah. And I mean, I guess good. Uh, I don't know.
1: Seems like you have a very fancy end table
0: alarm clock. It's just more crap connected to my Wi-Fi, which yeah, I overpay I mean, for. For
1: God's sake. I don't know how your wireless <laughs> network doesn't collapse in and on itself. Oh, it's awful. Like it's the protection grid from
0: Ghostbusters. It's terrible, yeah.
1: I think you need six or seven more devices there. Please. Is your Switch hooked up to your network when it's home?
0: I plug in as many things as I can. Uh- um, The switch does not have that option, so yes, it is connected to my network.
1: I'm just trying again. I'm just trying to see if we can make this thing go up like the production grid in Ghostbusters.
0: My wife and I bought a smart TV recently over the past year or so. Yeah, and uh, another Black Friday find. And uh, we were messing around with the settings one day, and she she noticed that it has uh, wireless capabilities. Yeah, so that you can connect it to the Wi-Fi. I shut that down. We are hardwiring this thing in because I don't need another goddamn thing connected to the Wi-Fi network. Word. Uh, I connect as much as I can to my modem. Because again, my internet sucks. I mean, I, Xfinity, Comcast, and it's it's terrible. Ugh. It's absolutely horrible. I, I grossly overpay for it. <laughs> and I know this. And yet here I am. But I won't do... I won't upgrade to Verizon Fios, which is a clearly a better service. I have Fios. With... You know, feelings about Verizon as a company aside, it is clearly a better service.
1: Well, let's be clear. America in 2018, the two companies people hate most in their lives, cable company, phone company. Yeah. And I don't mean Apple or Google or Samsung. I mean, AT&T, Verizon or T-Mobile and Sprint. People actively hate those companies.
0: Yeah. I mean, every year they do. uh, Comcast was
1: voted the most hated company in America. America, a country that makes weapons... And all kinds of stuff, even in, even saying all that we make missiles and planes and bombs and guns. The most hated company is Comcast.
0: How does that make you feel Comcast? And And that is awful.
1: I'm sure right behind it are AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile and Sprint.
0: Uh, Every, I mean, every year they have those online polls or surveys or whatever to see who's the most hated company in America. And it's either Comcast or Verizon.
1: Yeah. Verizon sucks. FiOS sucks less than Xfinity. That's why I have FiOS.
0: Yeah, the reason I won't do that is because I have I have a router, my own router. I have my own modem. Both are fully capable of handling Verizon's FiOS network.
1: Except you have to get their modem. Except and their router.
0: they won't they won't support it because no. it's Verizon and they want you to either buy or rent their modem, which I will not do. You
1: can see it to your left.
0: It's stunning, but I will not do it. That's <laughs> yeah,
1: truly a breathtaking piece of black plastic.
0: I have a hardware that can, that can run your service, but I won't give you the satisfaction of taking that extra, what is it? 30, 40 bucks a month or 300, a one-time $300 payment to buy the damn thing. Which what am I gonna do? Only use it on your like. Heaven forbid I ever switch internet providers again. Like I'm not doing that. So here I am with my grossly overpriced, overtaxed, ex- overtaxed Wi-Fi. Comcast Xfinity garbage network.
1: Because you get your TV through Directv.
0: I do, which I like. I like Directv.
1: Yeah, my TV and my internet are all. I get everything through.
0: Fives. Yes, that's the other thing I don't bundle either. Oh, I bundle. Because I like DirecTV.
1: I got a landline phone in there I'd like to sell you. Oh, God. <laughs> it comes with it. I don't
0: know what to tell you. Uh,
1: apparently, my business is out of date. Really? My business listing is out of date, apparently. It's good to know.
0: Fantastic.
1: Right? That's all the calls we get there. I call my parents. See, the landline phone actually does come in handy in here. The cell service in here is not great all the time. So, mm. it's actually useful. We we order takeout food. <laughs> So <laughs> I call my parents, and uh, I call and my wife occasionally calls my in laws landline. But if I remove the landline, the whole bundle collapses. So
0: whoop, there it is. There it is.
1: Wow, we've just become one tech podcast in five seconds.
0: Yeah, tell me about it.
1: We've we've run the we've shot the gamut on this one
0: from movies to politics. To I got to tell
1: you, folks, if we haven't landed on a subject that you like in episode two. I don't know. We've done it all here. Anything you want to say in closing? I think we've reached a good wrap-up point, don't you?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. we appreciate you joining us. Thanks
0: this. for sticking in there for this hodgepodge of an episode. Uh, again, we're messing around with format a little around. bit. We're messing around, but if you liked it, uh, you want or to share you your didn't. thoughts, <laughs> or you didn't. Yeah, if you liked it or you didn't, uh, and want to share your thoughts on anything we talked about this in this episode, and it, there's a lot of things. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Yes, Instagram. Our Instaban has been lifted. Woohoo! Uh, Twitter at wantedbynonepod. Uh, you can also email us, wantedbynoneshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Yeah, get you your can, five-star reviews. We would love your five-star reviews. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play, uh, a couple other platforms. So pretty much anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. Hopefully, you will make us a part of your Your podcasting experience. Go to
1: Kindle and buy Smashing by our good friend M. Constantine and go check out Crooked Horse. Yeah. I said the name right.
0: Yeah. Crooked Horse. Bring money. No, we don't actually get any money. No, we get no money out of it. So we
1: will see you next time on Wanted by None. Thanks for listening.